Oh wait, Blaine. That's, that's really loud there, Blaine. You see that? That's louder than me. Hey everybody, welcome to the Mary and Tom Show. I'm Tom. I'm Mary. This is our show. We just got back from the theater, didn't we, Mary? Yes, we did. That was an experience. It was. So we went to go uh, to the movie theater, uh, mind you. We didn't go to the opera house. Went to the movie theater to see the movie Girls Trip. Uh, we saw like 20 minutes of it because 20 minutes in, someone came into the theater and someone was in their seat and they started yelling at each other a lot. So the person had the ticket saying they had seats E3 and E4. So clearly those are the seats they had, but the person in E3 and E4 was having none of it. They were swearing at each other and dropping... F-bombs and B-bombs and all sorts of bombs and... Yeah, they were going to beat each other up. Calling each other ugly and uh, they had to call in security and that. And a lot of us just kind of quietly left the theater and got our money back. Which, that was okay because it wasn't a very good movie, at least for the first 20 minutes. I don't know, were you enjoying it? I don't know. After a few minutes, my attention was taken by the other people. So I lost what was even going on on the screen. I was like, whoa, <laughs> there's an altercation down there, and it's loud. And that was the first time we've and ever... And it was probably more interesting than what was on the screen. I, I don't know. I wasn't really interested. I was more, like, just kind of uncomfortable. Because we were in the same row. Now, we were we were on the other side of the row. We were at the other end. Yeah. Now, apparently, you were origi- you, you said afterwards that you were originally thinking of getting seats on that other side of the row, other end of the row. Yeah, but there's just too many people down there. So I thought, well, I'll go to the other end because the other end didn't have anybody over there. So I thought that was, that was good. That was a good choice. Yeah. Because. But had we sat there, we would have been in the proper seats. And s- those people who had come in first who were sitting there wouldn't have done that. So the new people who came in. They would have sat in the seats that they picked. Yeah. So we could we could have saved the day if we, could if, have. If we had sat over there. If I had sat over there, yeah. Yeah. Because I think what happened was a bunch of people came in. They all wanted to sit together. They didn't get seats all together, and they were not going to move. So we should invent time travel specifically so we can go back in time and sit in those seats so that they wouldn't have that altercation, and they would sit somewhere else, and then we would have seen the whole movie. That might have been worse, though, if we had seen the whole movie. So maybe, maybe things turned out okay in the end. Yeah, I guess so. We got our money back. The worst part about going to the, the theater to see movies is other people. We haven't had any experiences that were quite this bad. And it, people are annoying in a different way. Instead of fighting like mm-hmm. that, they're talking or they're making a lot of noise. Like that one guy who kept banging his feet on the on the floor behind us. That was incredibly annoying. I remember that. And then there are people who keep turning on their cell phones all through the whole thing. And it takes me out of the movie because I'll see this light pop up, which takes my attention away from the screen. That takes me out of the movie. I'm not, enjoy- I'm not enjoying my experience yeah. at the theater like that. That's, that's why for a long time I would just watch stuff on TV. Because, heck, when I'm watching on TV, it's quiet. Yeah. So there were a couple occasions where we went to the theater and we were also the only ones who really were enjoying or clicking with the movie. And when we saw The Witch, which if you guys haven't seen The Witch, The Witch is a wonderful film. It is terrifying and captivating. Mary and I enjoyed that movie 
No one else in the theater did. Mm -hmm. I think you enjoyed it a lot more than I did. But the weird thing is, I was into the movie more than you. So my attention was taken by the movie. And I told Tom, this was towards the end of the movie, I said, wow, I really thought people were going to talk about this movie and say things where you get a lot of the snickering and comments and they're loud and annoying. And he said uh, that there had been <laughs> quite a few. All, Apparently all he was, he was yeah. being bugged by them, but I didn't hear anything because I was caught up in the movie enough that I didn't hear anything. I thought, boy, this was terrific. They were laughing at it, like... So, it, I'm not going to spoil anything about the movie, but, like, four or five minutes into the movie, uh, there is a witch, by the way, and the witch grounds a baby up in, into some kind of paste, and they were laughing at that. And what is wrong with you people that you're laughing at that? That's awful. Though I would say the worst, the worst theater-going experience I ever had, the absolute worst was when I saw Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and there were two people in the theater. There was me and there was some other guy. And after every fight scene, he would get on his cellular phone, call someone, and describe in detail the fight scene that we just saw. It wasn't on the screen presently. He wasn't like giving a blow-by-blow blow as was happening. He was like giving the replay during the dialogue scenes of the movie. So on Wednesday uh, last week, we started our anniversary sale, which is running till the end of the day on Tuesday, which will be tomorrow if you're listening to this on the day the podcast comes out. Sale, sale's doing okay, right, Mary? Yep, sure is. We will be able to pay the mortgage. <laughs> that's, always, that's, always a good, that's always a good sign. That's our, that's our goal every month. So when we, when we get that, we're, we're happy. Yep. And we got a few people who are new customers, I think. Yeah, we did pretty good with, uh, hopefully they'll enjoy the games. Yeah. That's that's the big thing. You know, we're selling games. I want people to enjoy them. I want them to enjoy them, too. Yeah, one thing we try to do when we're on Facebook, BGG, Twitter, you know, anything, is we try to let people know information about the game, what the game is like, and if it's going to be to their taste, because not every game is for every gamer. And we'll get people who will post on forums or whatnot saying, oh, I'm thinking I'm getting this Hollenspiel game. Should I get this? And I actually spend a lot more time than I probably should conv convincing people not to buy our stuff. Stop that. Okay. Yeah, but I, I would prefer people know what they're getting and that it's something that they're interested in and that it's a game mechanism that they they like. I don't want them to be disappointed. Oh, I, I agree. So, yeah, that's our, our general principle because if, if they like, if they don't like a game, we don't want them then to not buy other games from us. And if we can help them find the game that's right for them, then they're more likely to give us their business in the future and we're more likely to be able to pay our mortgage. You know, if you don't like cards, well, then don't get these games because these have cards. Mm -hmm. Or I don't want a game that doesn't solo well. Yeah. Now, most of our games do sell that well. Yeah. Almost all of them. The only ones that really don't are the multiplayer games. Infamous Traffic doesn't... I mean, you can solo it as far as trying to learn the game, but it's not really a solo game. Dynasty does not solo well. Both those games, kind of the multiplayer dynamics, are really what the game is about. That's really the meat of the, the, the matter. So the sales doing pretty well for us and it's also given us some time to try to get ahead and get stuff done for our next few games 
We already have the proofs for Table Battles and Objective Shreveport, and we're putting the finishing touches on those. So they'll be coming out in September. Uh, you're working on the rulebook for Forex. It's almost done. And then next week you're going to be finishing up the relayout of traffic with the living rules. I know people have been really excited about that and anxious to see it, and it is coming, guys. I should say the living rules don't change any of the gameplay. It just changes the way the things are explained, makes it a little clearer for people. So it's not like you can't play the game with the original rules. It's just this is a, a better draft of those rules. And you're just kind of bringing that in line more with the appearance of the books that we have now, which look a little nicer than what we started out with. Yes. And then the last two weeks... I've been working on a few of my own design things as well as working on uh, some testing and development and evaluation of designs. It's hard sometimes to get games on the table from uh, other designers. It's harder when I have to like do the print and play option. If we get a prototype, it's easier to get on the table because I don't have to go through and print up this stuff and cut this stuff up and all that. Yeah, um, I have some counters I have to... Sticker. And then, and then that particular game um, is a multiplayer game. We can test it, the two of us, by, by running through it and, and using a, a, a dummy player for the third or fourth player. Mr. Green. Mr. Green. And Mr. Green cheats. Mr. Mr. Green always wins. He always wins. <laughs> Whenever. We have never been able to figure out how Mr. Green always wins. So Mary and I will play but he it. he does. Mary and I will play a game for three or more players. And for the third or fourth player, we'll take turns taking turns for that player and that other player always wins i don't understand it other than as mary said mr green cheats me you and mr green are going to try to get that game on the table of course the thing is we don't know what this game is like right now exactly so we're not going to drag people over yet we're going to play it ourselves with mr green and then go from there yeah, make sure it works mechanically and then get people over to play it with us. It's hard to get games on the table when they're longer, when they take up more space, and they take up more time. And I think that's kind of universal in a way. It's not just when you're evaluating a game, but even just buying a game and playing the game. How long it takes to play, how many people it sets, how complicated it is, determines how often it's going to get on the table. short game with simple rules that seats one or two people is going to get a lot more play than a game that takes, you know, three to five, or is three to five at best with five. And it has a kind of complicated rule set and a longer playing time. And, but, and we're aware of that. Most of our games tend to be shorter and simpler. I don't think we're ever going to do like a big monster game where there are, you know, a thousand counters and a really long playing time. Yeah, I I can't see us doing something like that. But there we, is... We, we'd have to have a box big enough to... <laughs> but there is a market for games that are a bit heavier and a bit longer. And it's okay to go after that market, you know. just It's harder to push those, I guess. You don't get the same word of mouth when a game takes three hours as you do when the game takes 45 minutes. It doesn't go go viral, as it were, I guess. I don't know. Well, that's it for today. Bye, everybody. Bye.